Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Wild Yoga Tribe podcast. I'm your host, Lily Allen Duenas. Together, we'll talk about the world of yoga and we'll talk to people from around the world. Join us for authentic conversations about the global yoga ecosystem and we'll cover yoga philosophies and methodologies along the way. Inhale, exhale. We're about to dive in. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Wild Yoga Tribe podcast. I'm here today with Ruta Keriana, and she is from Lithuania. Um, she actually has her own yoga studio in a small town in Lithuania called Marjeke, and has a population, she said, of about 20,000 people. The name of her studio is Soham, and I first met Ruta at Punya Yoga in Rishikesh back in the summer or spring of 2019. I was doing an Ashtanga alignment and adjustment course, and Ruta was getting her 200-hour yoga teacher training certification. And what I was so impressed uh, with Ruta is that she, she started doing yoga, and then immediately got trained a very short time. And then she immediately opened a yoga studio. I just thought that was so incredible and bold and brave. And she is definitely a tenacious um, practitioner. And I'm so excited to welcome her here onto the podcast today. Thank you, Ruta, for being with us. Thank you, Lily, for inviting me. Oh, I'm so happy we're doing this. So I would love to hear, um, just for starters, how did you get started doing yoga? What first uh, attracted you to the practice? Uh, actually, all my experience, I call just a flow. Like everything in the yoga and with the yoga, it's a flow. So everything started uh, accidentally, actually. So I uh, was working in a big oil refinery as a manager for many years, like 25 years. And I was doing the job. I was not happy, but I was so much afraid to lose my work. And I was dreaming about uh, someone could kick me off it. So because I'm scared to do the first step myself. And, you know, it's the law of attraction works. Uh, either you do yoga or not for everyone. So I was thinking about that, and it happened. They just asked me to leave the company without any reason, without any explanation. They said just, uh, well, thank you, and uh, we don't need you anymore. And my reaction was, wow, I was dreaming about that. And it was so, so fun. And so um, I felt like all doors are open now, only when this one just closed. And I was starting searching for what I'm going to do now. And again, by the accident or not, but at the same time, I had near me uh, my friend. We was not very close, but I was um, uh, following her on, on the Facebook. And she was like expiring me. She was doing trips. She went uh, to Nepal many times. Uh, she was practitioner of the meditation and things like this. And they saw her, her change of life. So she uh, divorced 
because she had unhappy marriage, she quit very profitable, good, uh, and important position job, and she started to dance. She went to uh, uh, Cuba, I think, uh, uh, South America, and she learned how to dance. And they were like, wow, I was like jealous in a good, you know, in a good way. I thought she's free, you know, she's free. This is the most important to be free and do what you love to do. So I called her and I asked for advice. She said, okay, would you like to do a passion test? I said, yes, of course, I want and like to do everything new, everything what could help me to find my new way. And we did this passion test. It's a long story how uh, it's, you know, methodology to do that. But the most important, the outcome that uh, I've got. Uh, I've got completely different approach. Uh, the passion test shows you the passion of your heart. Actually, uh you may think that you want one things in your life, but your heart knows what she wants. And this test helps you to discover it, to pull it out of your heart. But um, the first three was very surprising. I was never even thinking in my mind about this. And the very first, very the strongest passion was to travel alone, I'm telling you word by word, to travel alone in Asia or somewhere in, 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 the, in the East uh, with the aim to find myself, to find the way to find, to discover life. Okay, and the second wish was um, create a blog and uh, write. I love writing and I uh, wished, you know, to, to, to write something somewhere. And the third one was um, to go and work with my husband together somewhere abroad. So, but you know, after I found this, uh, the most important, the main passion, I forget all other. So I concentrated on this, that they want to travel alone or solo to Asia, to somewhere and find something. You know, all around people, they think they know better than you. And of course, better than your heart. So everyone started to giving me advices. Okay, you're doing sports so well. Go somewhere alone, like Spain. Go by bicycle or hiking or something, but very physically active. But they said, no, you know, I somehow I don't feel I want to do this. I want something deeper, something for my soul, not for my body anymore. I said, no, okay, stop. I don't have to search and listen to other people. I have to find it in my heart. Uh, I put in the Google just solo chips, spiritual, and so many links with word yoga appeared on the screen. And they never did yoga before. Actually, I did once. I get trauma and I stopped forever. I thought it's never will be for me. But here, all the first page of Google, I see yoga, 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 India, yoga, India. And my heart become, you know, like crazy. It, I thought my heart will go out through my mouth. 
outside and all body was like feeling, like sensing that this is what you need. And they said, and my mind said, no, no, no. You remember you went once in the class and you was complaining that, you know, oh, there's nothing to do. It's just for lazy people. And you just laying on the, and you finally get trauma because you are perfectionist. And if you're doing a candle, you want to do it at once without any breathing, without any. So, but, you know, my mind at that time couldn't argue with the heart. I felt that it's mine. And I become quiet and then I started to search where to go. So again, I put in the Google yoga studio Rishikesh. Somehow I also felt like, because my husband was telling, why are you going to Rishikesh? Go to Goa. There are more like spa uh, retreats and um, you can just relax there. Why do you want to go and be a teacher? Just go have fun. I said, no, I feel I have to go to Rishikesh and I have to go uh, for teacher uh, uh, trainings. And uh, I found a picture of Ludwigus. Actually, Lily, you also know Ludwigus from Lithuania. And uh, I didn't know him at that time. I contacted him. I just, uh, I, I saw that uh, the name and the short name is Lithuanian. And they find him on Facebook and just... Uh, messaged him, Ludwigas, I saw your picture, you went to this uh, this and this uh, yoga school in, in India, would you recommend me this? And he answered, no, don't go there. Go to Punia Yoga, and he gave me the contact for Hemanji, and I emailed him, and we just agreed in few hours, and my tickets was bought on the same day. So I was waiting for that school without knowing what yoga is. But I just felt that this is my new way. And I'm so happy about that. That's beautiful. I I love the whole trajectory, the whole journey, your whole story of just kind of saying you embrace the flow. And when a door closed, instead of, you know, panicking or spiraling, you just immediately saw it as endless opportunities. And I also really admire, Ruta, that all the people who were telling you, oh, you should do this, do that, do this, do that, you really seemed very strong and able to tune them out and tune into yourself. That's no easy task always. Yeah. You, well, you mentioned that you, you were traumatized in one yoga class one time and never did it again until you decided, um, you know, you felt called to yoga through um, I loved how you said your heart went to your mouth. Like you just felt it. Um, you're supposed to, to do that. That's what trust you kind of had. You took one class and didn't like it. How did you know that it was time? I, I mean, was it just that gut reaction? Just feeling, sensing, feeling. I didn't know. Uh, even then, without knowing, what does it mean to mute your, your mind? It happened because when you take this flow, everything helps you to be in without even knowing. Sometimes, you know, we need to grow ourselves uh, to listen more, to be more attentive to inside of you, to real you, to mute the mind. Because 
many people have many situations when the flow takes them, but they just resist too much. And this is what, this was um, the main lesson I wanted to learn with yoga. Is muting your mind. I mean, that sounds very, very strong. Um, just kind of turning it all off and grounding down, listening to your, your belly and your heart. Because I, I do believe we have three sense, senses of perception, three ways that we can see um, the world or interact with the world. It's from that kind of belly, the internal you know, absorption, the knowing, the the ego, the sense of I, then the heart, you know, this kind of free-flowing abundance and the mind with the concentration, the focus, the, the mental activity. Do you feel like before you were even on the spiritual path, before you even learned yoga, I mean, officially, how did you le- learn about that? Or was there a teacher before that, a meditation, a, a spiritual guide? I'm, I'm curious. Uh, no, actually, maybe this is why I was very open. And uh, as my teacher, Hemanji, he was actually, I was trying to explain him that you have to teach me everything because I never meditate. I was passionate about to learn what is that and how to do this. I never tried. I had no teachers before. Uh, I just so dramatically needed to start living. I had a um, very bad situation with uh, psychological uh, health. Uh, I was not depressed, but I had a very um, high level of anxiety. So I was on antidepressant. I was trying to help myself to live because uh, before that I was too uh, narrow, too strong, too uh, perfectionist. Uh, I had very high uh, requirements to myself and, of course, to my uh, family, to my surrounding, uh, um, you know, all all the... And it was very difficult for me. So uh, years by years, I felt like I cannot live anymore. I I don't want to live anymore. Because I was so tired of, you know, being, you know, searching for ideal things without letting myself or others just live, just be, just flow. So this word flow and this sense and this experience of flow uh, is the most important for me. And uh, I received it. And when... Uh, my teacher asked me what style of yoga you would like to learn. I said, well, I don't know what kind of styles you have. <laughs> um, he said, yes, we have Ashtanga, we have Hatha. I said, okay, what, what's the difference? Uh, okay, he said, Hatha, it's like more, uh, mm, not the uh, different sequence, so it has some some different rules. But Ashtanga is very strong, very powerful, very, and I'm, I'm, um, the, uh, he told, I'm, I'm the, um, uh, I forget this word in English, passionate. I am passionate actually about Ashtanga. I said, okay, then I do Ashtanga because I want my teacher to be passionate about what he, what he teaches me. And, um, he said, okay, so how, 
many years you uh, practice yoga, at least, you know, any style or something. I said, I don't know. I never tried. And he said, and you want to become a teacher? You're, you're good. You know, you're at the right place. And I am so happy to have you because, you know, it, it was not about, um, uh, you know, creating ideas of the mind, uh, about uh, future jobs or, no, it's just the flow. I never tried, but, uh, I just feel like I have to be. And this was, you know, very funny and, and very good. So I'm starting, started from that I was, uh, not experienced. And I think this helped me a lot because I went, uh, empty and, you know, like really empty to the right place. So when you go to yoga in India, it's different because Despite I never had uh, teachers in, 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 you know, here in Europe, uh, I felt like they, there I, I received more than just, uh, yoga, like asanas, like we all mostly understand. There I received the mindset, the example, staying with the family of my teachers, spending time, uh, also helped me even without, uh, prior practice or experience to get deeply into that and you know I love it and it's changed my life forever. I'm so happy to hear that and I feel very similarly about yoga in India it's a very powerful practice or powerful tradition and when you go to that root source um, there's so much to learn more than of course the asana practice the physical practice and Himanji is an amazing teacher and it really sounds like right student right teacher right time as the you know, saying goes um yeah the flow the flow yeah when you just mm-hmm. embrace it and dive in and it sounds you were really using your instinct and following your intuition and i wanted to ask too do you consider it part of the flow that you felt called to open a yoga studio within within a, was it a month or two or a couple months of finishing your training um after i came back home from india it was maybe just a week to 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 be ready because uh, even if it was not official yoga studio i opened it in my house so i offered free teachings like for a month or so so i could practice more you know before i opened officially i was teaching for free three times a day uh 5 days a week so i had really good chance to practice working with people, uh, with people who uh, was not in India and uh, like they are not tried. Most of them, we live in a small uh, town, so we uh, didn't have much any of styles of yoga or anything similar to that. There was some tries to have uh, yoga, remember that I told you that I had even trauma, but it was more like, you know, nobody taught us there to breathe. And this is the first thing, you know, everything happens when you breathe, when you listen yourself, when you feel yourself. It was more like, I don't know, like, um, physical, uh, physical, um, actions, or I, I don't know how to call it correctly, but 
so I was passionate to uh, have a studio that uh, reflects a little of India. I knew that I am not experienced. I was just months with a little with the yoga myself, but I didn't even think that I am not uh, I am not enough to be a teacher because. I knew that uh, I was in India and I took from there so many knowledge, not maybe knowledge of asanas, but knowledge of what is yoga. And it was enough uh, to know that everyone can be a teacher because what you teach, it's what you experience in your life. For me, yoga is a comparison of life and the mat, you know, it's so much similarities when you do on mat something uh, and you feel something or think something. You later on, you find so many things you do similar in in life, in, in routine life, in, in your jobs, in your uh, communication. And you do this parallel and, you know, and this yoga, it it, it comes not like you're doing some gym for one hour, but you receive at the same time some physical activities with Ashtanga. It's not even some, <laughs> it's, it's a lot. And uh, you receive, uh, you quiet your mind, you spend time with you, you uh, get know, know better yourself and even others because through yourself, you understand others. So it's like, you know, it's like, I don't know, it's space, you know, in, 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 in the practice in, and, you know, the practice is just part, but you do yoga your all day. That, you know, it's not, it's not yoga practice. It's yoga. It's life. I'm even stopped criticizing myself that I'm doing wrong this. I'm doing not good enough this. I'm doing and they're learning from that. And I'm happy to uh, recognize, recognize actions, recognize thoughts, recognize changes. And they feel it's like a life. I live. I'm alive. You know, because I can sense, I can feel, I can compare, I can. You know, you love yourself, you love everything, everybody, everything. And it's amazing. And, you know, your love generates much more love. And, um, you know, all this community, all people, all students who came, I, I never uh, call them students because we all students, we all teachers. And it was like associating uh, of people who came uh, with open heart to find something, something deeper something more meaningful. So I'm, I'm really happy that even despite the small town and not many people, but all, everyone who came and stayed, they were so wonderful. And now we are friends and we are, you know, going for a lunch, um, at least when I was still staying in Bethania, for a lunch or for a tea. And we're discussing so deep things and we're learning from each other. And, you know, I'm not a teacher more than anyone of my students' teachers are. 
how did you find these people to join your classes? Um, when you were just starting off then in your house, you said three classes a day, five days a week. That's incredible for any teacher. <laughs> so that's a lot of time and energy. But how did you first kind of attract people to come and practice with you? Um, so I have many friends on, on Facebook and, you know, all of those friends knew that I am in India. So some of them were already waiting for me to come back and, and teach them. Uh, so I had no big, you know, issue with that, especially this first month and something. Uh, it was free classes because at least like three, five uh, practices you need to do to start feeling something different. And later on, this was uh, proved, you know, and uh, people were saying that after first practice, many of them felt like, no, no way. It's too difficult for me. It's like, oh, it's not for me. I am not flexible. I am not physically strong, so I cannot do Oh, no, no. Uh, uh, some of them was tried some yoga before, but never Ashtanga. In, in my small town, never ever someone heard about Ashtanga. So, but again, I was doing uh, different sports. So I had friends, many friends in the, in the sports uh, teams, you know, and like um, uh, they, uh, they even more liked Ashtanga. So again, we live in some kind of, um, when my friends tried that, they loved Ashtanga. They said, oh, I never know that yoga can be uh, so, mm, you know, physically uh, uh, demanding or I don't know how to tell. And uh, uh, some of them complained that, you know, no, I cannot uh, uh, participate in your practices because you... Uh, saying uh, um, opening and finishing mantras so it's religion it's something so and they said could you please it's it's it, uh, i would recommend you to stop saying mantra and i guarantee you that you will have more uh, people uh, who would come and stay i said no uh, i i am here to show you the as authentic yoga as possible. Even me, I'm not that deep or, you know, I was not spending that time, that much time with yoga. So I'm learning together with you. Uh, I am only one millimeter uh, far away from you because I've just started. So we're just learning together. And I was taught to teach like this. Uh, to I cannot make, uh, uh, you know, I cannot make my own design of uh, Ashtanga yoga or any other uh, yoga, you know. So uh, I am here to show as authentic as possible. So uh, I'd like you to stay for some longer time, but if it's not yours, if you feel that it's not time, then... You can leave, but I will never change my um, approach. And uh, so my mm, practice was always um, not just asanas. We always did 
at least 15 minutes uh, pranayama before, then asanas, about hour, hour 15 minutes, and then half hour meditation. So for some people, it was like, oh, it's too long. I have just one hour. So if I go to some gym, I just spend an hour and then I go, uh, could you please not do this and that? I said, no, I'm sorry, but you can come whenever you want. But if you want to experience uh, the real yoga, not yoga, but the real practice, you have to do everything because this is, you know, in between. And, you know, the yoga is continuation of pranayama and meditation is continuation of yoga and vice versa. So it's all, all related. And, you know, and, but those few people who stayed all the time with me, they was just, you know, they was so thankful that they could learn. They said, I would like to go to India, but it's too expensive and too far, and I cannot speak English or understand English. But we are so happy that you brought us at least a piece of, of experience that we never experienced before. So, and for me, it's enough. You know, it's, it was, I don't know uh, uh, who benefited more, me from teaching them from practices or you know or both because i was even when i started uh, going to work back to work in the office uh in the evenings i did classes and i was like waiting when the work will finish to go and 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 teach you know because it's this teaching was just sharing sharing of my experience of my feelings wow that's a I, I'm kind of speechless. <laughs> I it sounds like it was such a transformative experience for for you and for your students, and I'm yeah. I'm just, it's, I just think it's very moving that you were able to bring this practice to them, um, to people who felt like they couldn't travel or couldn't speak English well enough or you know couldn't make that tr- that journey. That you brought the teachings back to them in su- in such a way that just seems like you were just so vulnerable and so authentic and saying, no, I, I'm not changing anything. I'm going to teach you as best as I can, as best as I know. But to be firm in that, that's, that's very brave. Yeah. Maybe, maybe this is why it was not uh, crowded. You know, in my, in my classes, it was not, uh, it was periods, you know, like uh, I was happy about that because I could uh, give much more attention to smaller groups. Uh, despite my ego, ego of perfectionist and uh, uh, with my ex love to be the best, the first, the most, most successful, uh, I had some lessons and I had some uh, drama, you know, in the first days, but this was the part of the lesson to me. So when you teaching as well as you doing anything else in your life, it's First of all, lessons to you, but uh, being with yoga, being living yoga helped me to recognize lessons, recognize uh, how I feel, uh, how I would like to feel, but the most important, stop changing myself even because, you know, some people, they 
say, okay, why you need to learn lessons? Because you need to learn from from lessons and not and stop doing that. I said I thought the same before, but now I think lessons we have to get know yourself better. That's it, and love yourself, despite you know because who told you that the things that you are doing it's wrong. <laughs> You know, it's the same as with the moving here to Scotland. Only when uh, we received with my husband the offer to go for work for one year in Scotland, I remembered that passion test. And number three, my passion, go with my husband somewhere abroad to work and to experience life in other country. And they said, wow. Two years ago, I put on the piece of paper this sentence and it, it came without even thinking about it because I forget right away about that. So, and again, and you say, you wanted to do that and it's happened and you cannot refuse it. You cannot say, no, now I don't want, I'm afraid, I, you know, it's too complicated. Maybe I am too old or I have, no, it's again, it's a flow. So this chance came and you have to use it. Because new lessons will come and new experience will come. And if you're a teacher and you're afraid to uh, stop teaching and go for your life, uh, then you will become empty one day. You have to, you have to, uh, learn to teach. So you have to experience to share. And this is how it flows between people in, in the universe and Sorry, I'm just maybe uh, talk too much. <laughs> no, not at all. I think this is actually really fascinating, Ruta. And I'm really grateful that I feel like you're really just sharing everything, just so open-heartedly, all your thoughts and the journey and what you've been learning along the way, which I think is is incredible about living in the flow, muting your mind, um, what it's like to experience perfectionism and the pressures that causes. I know that I've been, um, that's one of my things I have worked through as well as anxiety and perfectionism. And it's, it's, uh, I don't know. They're just big beasts, <laughs> big giant animals. Yeah. <laughs> so yoga is a, in the, the whole tradition, all of the pranayama, the breathing, you know, just learning to tap in and slow down the breath and, and just be aware when my breath gets out of control, when I start to breathe way too quickly, or I lose track of where my breath even is and start breathing very shallow. It's just even that small awareness that yoga has taught me has really translated into just better mental health and, and loving myself and actually accepting kind of and letting things flow through me versus, versus resisting them so much. Yeah. And, you know, all these uh, new practices, uh, for example, like yoga nidra in Lithuania, even in, in bigger cities, we have yoga studios, uh, many of them maybe. But uh, when I talk, when I practice at, uh, yoga nidra, everyone was like, uh, what is that? I don't know what is that. Maybe this is like a hypnosis or something. So I said, no, 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 you have to try it. And so I also... Uh, made it in Lithuanian because I couldn't find it in Lithuanian. And uh, my teacher in Rishikesh, my meditation teacher, shared with me um, some uh, records, recording. Uh, I also have a book uh, 
uh, about yoga nidra. So uh, I have in the book, like written in English, some uh, med- uh, yoga nidra meditation text. So I went to the music studio and uh, I made a track, like, you know, re- recorded in a professional way. So no, uh, no bad sounds or not, you know, very clear, very, very, um, relaxing music and my words with echo. And so, uh, you know, I, I was using that uh, as a gift for people. So they were surprised, you know, like for Christmas. And even people who do, uh, do not do yoga or practice yoga or know yoga, they're using this yoga nidra. And they said, oh, some of them were, were get, going to sleep with that uh, all the time. So we become quiet and, you know, and, and again, you know, people uh, shall know all these tools. You know, yoga is also a tool to life. If you use everything, then you can live. So this is why just asanas for me, it's not full life. It's a part of life for your physical body. But later on, it came that, you know, I wanted to do my practice, asana practice, to get into meditation because I found that during the practice, uh, I can get even deeper into the meditative state than during meditation. Well, I think you've answered every question I've had and you even answered them without me asking. I didn't even have to ask you, oh, tell me about yoga in Lithuania or describe what it's like to, um, you know, teach in Lithuania. I think that you really just spoke so eloquently and beautifully and I'm really grateful for the time we've spent together, Ruta. Thank you. Thank you, Lily. So if any of our listeners today um, had any questions about what Ashtanga Yoga is or what Yoga Nidra is, you can find more information on that in the show notes. And if any of our listeners, Ruta, would like to get in touch with you, um, how could they do that? Uh, I'm on Facebook, just Ruta Kiriana. Yeah, so they can contact me just uh, if if they want just to get in touch and, and, and talk and maybe ask questions or Perfect. Thank you. Um, This has been just a beautiful conversation once again. Thank you, Ruta. Thank you, Lily. Thank you everyone so much for listening to my conversation with Ruta Karyana from Lithuania. She is so wise. And even though she's new to the practice or, or newer, you know, just been practicing for two years and then immediately Um, opened her own yoga studio after getting trained and had only taken one yoga class before getting trained. I mean, her journey is just so fascinating, but the wisdom that she's acquired through yoga, she really translates to all of her students um, in Lithuania. So if you have any questions or would like to get in touch, please do so. I'm linking to all her information in the show notes. So Thank you for being with me. I know how busy you are. I know how precious your time is. So thank you once again for tuning in to the Wild Yoga Tribe podcast. I'll see you next week. Remember to hit subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And if you feel called, please share this episode with someone that you think could benefit from it. Leaving a review would also be so appreciated. 
If you're on social media, I am there too at the Wild Yoga Tribe. You can tap into all the amazing resources on my website, thewildyogatribe.com, and you can meditate with me on Insight Timer and get your flow on with me on my YouTube channel where I've recorded free yoga classes. If you would like to schedule a private yoga or meditation class with me or a coaching session, you can find the link to do so to book in the show notes or on my website. Again, thewildyogatribe.com. Thank you once again, dear listener, for being with me. May your day be light and bright. May you be peaceful and happy and led on the right path, free of suffering and free of sorrow. Be well, dear one. Be well.